0: Welcome back to Capitalist Anonymous, your holistic rehab to get you clean of capitalism. We are your sponsors. I'm Spencer Rose. That's Ashley Chupp. That's me. We are having a good week? Um, we're having a week. We're having a week. That's fine. It's snowing. It's, uh, we're gonna be a day late on this because... Um, We're
1: busy. We have lives. Well, Spencer has a I, life. <laughs> I, I, had to,
0: I went and saw... Uh, I went, first, I went to a delicious meal at The Girl and the Goat. I ate goat for the first time. Not good. Ew. Didn't like it. Uh, but it was still interesting. And then I saw the movie Parasite, which I'm sure we will talk about on here at some point
1: i have to see that movie i was just telling spencer literally every person i know who has seen that movie has come to me afterwards and been like you will love this
0: including me that's (laughs) one of the first things i said of like yeah you you would love this it's yeah it's very very good not what i expected don't google anything before going in (laughs) it's not like as mind-blowing as like certain movies like it won't be like this is the best movie i've ever seen but it's deliciously surprising hell yeah yeah so i big fan big proponent but today we ain't talking about no parasite unless you're talking about big ol'. <laughs> unless fuel we're talking companies. about, you know, yeah. Uh, humanity <laughs> being the parasite on the earth.
1: And that too. Um, um, we're, it's Halloween today, and we are discussing the spookiest thing of all climate change. <laughs> the earth burning up.
0: Uh, yeah. So the specter
1: that hangs over our heads every the second of every day. The
0: great uh, ticking time bomb that is global warming, yeah. et cetera, and the environment at large.
1: Yeah, I'm, this is the shit that really gets me, like, black pilled and depressed, so I'll try to keep the vibe up.
0: Ooh. You are dressed as a goth, I should yeah. say, so this is already Well, I'm going
1: up. to something after this, so I gave Spencer the heads up. I was like, I will be in costume. I'm not going to, I mean, I don't know, I'm going to a, a Halloween show at eight, so I'm not going to have time to, like, go home and do it. So. Nice.
0: Which Halloween show?
1: Um, Here? No, it's at the Playground, ah. uh, Max, and... Will are doing fun something over there. Some
0: fun, fun, fun. You
1: know the friends we all have who the listen friends, to this podcast. The friends
0: we have that listen down to, to the, the show. Playground. To the playground.
1: Come on down to the playground. Yesterday. Yeah. Somehow this will be released tomorrow. Find
0: a way to get back here. um but yeah, so let's chat. So we're going to try and be a little more structured with the <laughs> program because we listened to the single-payer healthcare one back, both of us individually. And while there was good information in there, it was a little all over the board.
1: Well, I think that we make good points, but we're both just such hotheads about this <laughs> shit that we just kind of go off.
0: It's funny watching the, the audio levels. Of, like, different, like, I can tell when I went on a rant yeah. of, like, if it's just me for two minutes. And I was like, okay, well, maybe we should work on that.
1: Yeah. Um, so we're going to try to, like, really stay focused to a certain point. I mean, we'll still, you know. Yeah. It's us- the
0: same old show all three of you know and love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But, but we're, we're going to try to be a little bit more focused as we talk about climate change. But yeah. First, let's um let's do our little weekly update. We got a Bernie update. Um, Bernie is up in polls. He is.
0: I saw in Nevada he's up. He's twenty nine percent. New
1: Hampshire was it? That's or assumably. Else.
0: Yeah. Anywhere uh, in his neck of the woods.
1: Yeah. Um, the two polls that I saw recently, Bernie was number one, and he is up. Um. From excuse me, from before, and both Biden and Warren seem to be trending downward. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess the squad endorsement worked. Yeah. Oh, I guess we have squad news. Um, (laughs) Just the week after I proclaimed my love for Ilhan Omar, she has apparently done something very problematic.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh. So what um, did she do? I didn't. I didn't. I'm a new Twitter follower too. I didn't.
1: I didn't investigate, like, all the details, but I know the House recently voted on a bill that's basically just to, like, acknowledge the Armenian genocide, I think. Like, not to do anything about it, but just to, like, acknowledge that it happened. Because
0: we're mad at Turkey, Exactly.
1: So, everyone voted yes on this except for, like, the 11 grossest Republicans who voted no, and then Ilhan abstained. And... What she said was, like, it was to make a point that, like, we need to always care about this stuff. Like, why do we suddenly care now after all this time? It's just because we're mad at turkey and we're trying to make a point. And she's like, this stuff shouldn't be, like used just to make political points we should care about this all the time which is a good point but mm-hmm. like you can make that and still just vote yes on the dumb ceremonial bill yeah I- because I now think this so. is ammo that everyone can use against you at
0: least it wasn't she didn't say no and then make that point uh, abstaining at least is you made your point uh, it I I agree. I had a lot of, uh, not a lot, but enough Armenian friends growing up to know about the Armenian genocide, even though it's not really taught in schools very much. Um, But, yeah, that that seems strange to take that as a, a sword to fall on. But, I mean, remain consistent with, you know... Yeah,
1: I don't know. It's just like, yeah, you're not wrong, but it is a weird thing to do. And you know that people are going to jump on the opportunity to, like, misinterpret that anyway. Exactly. Why do it?
0: Why do it in the first place? That's a bummer.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, I have some corrections to issue from last episode. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Number one, I don't know why I said, I was thinking about, I was talking about Belinda Carlisle and how she endorsed Bernie, and I said Brandy instead of Belinda, and I wanted to kill myself when isn't I listened Brandy, to that back. Isn't
0: Brandy Carlisle, isn't that the character from Parks and Rec?
1: I don't fucking know who that is, well, but it was the name that popped into my head instead of Belinda. I'm going to blame that I was drinking. Um, also, but Belinda, I can't believe I got that name. wrong. That is really embarrassing to me That's as a member right. of the LGBTQ community. I yeah. shouldn't have fucked that up, but I did. Um,
0: me, I remain perfect on this podcast. <laughs> I have no issues. I've never said anything wrong.
1: Um, also, I. I guess Rashida Tlaib, I said last week that she had endorsed Bernie. I guess she hadn't officially endorsed him until this week. Okay. Um, but she was always going to. Like, That's just
0: a called shot then. That's not necessarily a correction. That's you being ahead yeah. of the ball game.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I just assumed she already Political had. strategist um,
0: Ashley Chubb.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, and interestingly, I've been seeing some chatter that people think that um, Rashida Tlaib might be the hypothetical vp nominee if bernie were to get the nomination that's because i mean it's sad to think about but like he has to pick someone to the left of him or else he's gonna get assassinated immediately yep (laughs) so you have to yeah the vp has to be someone that they would want as president even less than bernie that's
0: the thing we live in an age where the vice president pick is now the uh, insurance yeah. to make sure that we don't get rid of the current president because, man, who wants President Mike Pence? No oh one. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, so that's kind of a theory I've been seeing that I think I would I would really like her as a VP. Um and also, like, yeah, no one wants a Muslim woman to be president. Yeah. Like, I mean, I do, but yeah,
0: but but, uh, but like, the,
1: generally speaking, the powers that be don't want to. The opponents—that's
0: uh, something opponents of Bernie Sanders want even less than Bernie Sanders. I think that's fair
1: to say. Yes. Um, um, also, her endorsement was like very cute. She um, she calls him. Well, she calls him Amo Bernie, because Amo, I guess, is, like, Arabic for uncle. So she's like, I'm endorsing Amo Bernie. And I was like, that's actually really cute. Uncle Bernie. It reminds me of, like, in Vietnam, how they call Ho Chi Minh Uncle Ho. Mm. Like, I'm like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I hate cults of personality, but yet here I am. If
0: I am 35 and still single and don't have kids, I hope my uh, nieces and nephews call me Uncle Ho. (laughs) That would be cool. That would be real cool. (laughs) My sister's listening, which she's not. uh, (laughs) Shout out. Uh, That'd be cool. And then, I mean, I guess another big update is the impeachment inquiry is now happening
1: officially. I'll fucking believe it when I see it. Like, Uh I just... It's after... The liberals thought the Mueller report was going to be, like, this huge fucking thing, and, like, look what happened. Nobody cared. Nothing happened. He got
0: buried, yeah. And it's like, how is this not going to get buried as well? But, I mean, the the thing is, with how long the impeachment process would take, the new goal, I think, is to stretch it out long enough so that Trump is too busy fighting it in order to campaign and lie uh, in places where he's going to campaign and lie.
1: I guess, but also, like... I don't know. Like, I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, impeaching him is only going to, like, make him stronger or, like, inflame his base. But also, like, it does kind of give him something to talk about yep. that, that he doesn't really have to do any work to be in the news now. So, I don't know. We'll see. If, if anything happens from this, then maybe it'll be worth it. But I just have a hard time believing anything is going to change. I think, if anything... This administration has proven how useless our supposed like checks and balances are. That, oh, it's so know, broken. It's we learned about broken. an AP government how uh, you it, know it's
0: not even like it's the executive branch is now its own thing, but it's also so tied to the judicial branch because he can stack the courts, which he's doing.
1: Yeah, not which only he's the done. Supreme Court, but the uh, Supreme Court is fucked for the next several decades, like unless. They end up impeaching Brett Kavanaugh, hey, which again will never happen. It'll never happen. It he just
0: likes beer.
1: <laughs> that whole hey, thing who was so dumb.
0: Hell yeah! T- cheers to Brett Kavanaugh, brother. <laughs> oh god. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, we were both gonna take a drink at the same time, and then we realized there would that's be dead air. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. So. Oh wait, I have to fill the silence while Spencer drinks. My Go turn. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Drink your drink, mm. Yang Gang
0: yang Gang, yang Gang, skateboarding, Beto, bass guitar, oh, fuck yeah.
1: Skateboarding in, in politics update, it's not skateboarding, but uh, Pete Buttigieg broke out the old guitar.
0: Hell yeah, he did. He's going for that Beto crowd.
1: <laughs> oh I don't my know. God. Can you imagine anyone less cool than Buttigieg? I don't know
0: how he's polling so well.
1: Because that's... the billionaires are all funding him as their, like, backup plan if Biden collapses, which yeah. he's going to.
0: Makes sense, because he there was a picture of him and Zuckerberg uh, hanging out. Because Zuckerberg was recommending, like, people for Buttigieg's campaign, which is yeah. so wrong yeah. to me. And that's just—that's why I can't like Mayor Pete anymore, because it's like, dude— you could have made a legitimate run for it, of like, but you delegitimized yourself the second you got in bed with Zuckerberg. It's he like he
1: delegitimized himself the second he decided to run as the mayor of the fucking fourth largest city in Indiana. South Bend? Or
0: whatever. Like, yeah.
1: No, no, he's not qualified in any way, and he never like, was. He stay never had at your,
0: a stay at your Notre Dame games. Stay in your cornfield. Stay in your like really crime affected. Yeah. City. Stay in
1: your cops murdering black men and then standing by them. did you just keep doing that? See how that goes for yeah, you see how
0: that goes Pete um, not a pete fan on the podcast. We know we stand two peop- three people. <laughs> we stand Bernie Sanders. yeah we stand. Uh, my imagined version of Beto.
1: (laughs) You stand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we ironically stand Yang Gang. Yeah, Yang Gang. Yang Gang for life. Yang Gang. Um, math.
1: Oh my God! Wait, wait! Did you see um, Hannibal Burris endorsed Yang?
0: Yeah, over Bernie. I Um, saw that.
1: Yeah, because this was this was a joy to watch. Um, Hannibal Burris has been outed as a landlord. Ayo. Um, We should maybe we should make that our next topic for next week. Landlords about. Yeah. Why? Cuz that was one thing as like a new leftist I was like why do we all hate landlords so much and then mm-hmm. now I know. Yeah. Um,
0: it's true. I mean, shout out to Paul. He's my landlord. He's a good guy. Yeah, I
1: was <laughs> going to say for the first time in my life I have like a decent landlord by landlord standards, but Mm -hmm. like it's just a thing that shouldn't exist. My
0: boy Paul has cameras we don't have to pay for for security and when packages get stolen. My boy Paul invites us to his house to go sign our our lease. I was gonna say resume, (laughs) dumb. Uh, But to sign, uh, whenever we go over to sign the new lease, I've lived there for going on two years now. Uh, He invites us over, tons of food. His wife is always so nice. It's I love Paul. I, I will definitely talk about landlords, but I'd just like to put it out there.
1: I love my landlord. He's a nice guy. I know. I feel bad because, like, my, um, my apartment is actually rent controlled um, really? because my roommate has lived there for so long that the landlord just doesn't raise rent on her anymore. That's cool. Um, but I, that's, I'm insanely lucky. Yeah. Most landlords, 99% of landlords would never do that.
0: I lived in a residential system at one point, like the reside system, if you've ever seen those around Chicago, that was the worst experience I've ever had with any sort of, like, having a company as your landlord oh, sucked. God. It yeah. was, they raised, they had the gall to raise rent by, um, 300 bucks i think i'm going into the second year and they're like you want to resign i was like fuck no i was like i don't even want to live here now like this place sucks
1: i've had that i've had shitty companies i've had like just literal slumlords i've had people who like live in a different state and just don't care like i've had all kinds of shitty situations so like i am very grateful to be in the situation I am now but still 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 housing should be a human right it should
0: yeah we should be more conscious of that especially as it's getting colder in Chicago that'll Mm -hmm. be something to talk about of that issue but the issue today we're talking wait, about- Wait, wait,
1: no. I have to finish talking about Hannibal Burris. Anyway, yep. Hannibal Burris basically, like, quote-tweeted Bernie Sanders' tweet about, like, we need national rent control. And he was like, wrong. And everyone was like, what the fuck? And then they found out that, one, he's a landlord, and two, he evicted people to turn his properties into Airbnbs because they make more money. Yikes. And then- um, on top of all of that, he had the gall to post a link to donate to Illinois property owners.
0: Damn, like, that's not what cool. the fuck. Uh,
1: nine, not ninety, like seventy percent of my paycheck already is donated to property owners. Yeah, it's like in dude, the form of rent. So I, please,
0: I I hate when that happens when someone gets successful like that. Of like. Dude, Hannibal, you were a stand-up comedian struggling in Chicago. You probably remember how shitty it was to deal with landlords and, like, to deal with that much of your money going towards uh, your rent every month. Like, they don't need help. There's, It's already a pretty much a free-for-all right now of, like, finding places that are not absurdly— like, every neighborhood is gentrifying right yeah. now. There's not one that's not. Like, even my, uh, my roommate lives in Bridgeport on the south side, and, like, that's starting to gentrify, too. And, like, look at by Second City. That used to be Cabrini-Green, which was the most dangerous section of Chicago at one point. Um, I, as a kid, uh, we had, I think his name was Brother Ron. No, Brother Bill, I think. Uh, He was, like, this priest that came in to talk to us where he would go into Cabrini-Green and, like, try and broker deals between the rival gangs in there. And so he brought two ex-gangsters in. (laughs) And they explained to a room full of young, impressionable white kids uh, about... Gang life in Cabrini Green. Oh my he's like, God. He's like, it's this simple. If you wore your hat this way and I wore mine that way, I might shoot you. Uh, and he's, that's how dangerous Cabrini Green was at one point. And now look at it. It is fucking right where Second City is. And my mom still views it as dangerous. She's like, be careful around Second no, City. I was I like, mom, it's. Dogs
1: sit for a family that lives there sometime and it's sometimes, <laughs> and it's like a nice neighborhood. Yeah. It's like,
0: what, am I going to get bitten by a French bulldog? Yeah. Like, that's the, the most uh, extreme thing that'll happen. And now. I mean, it's it's happening all over. I live in Humboldt Park, and I feel very guilty a lot of the time of feeling like I'm part of the problem of gentrification, specifically in Humboldt, because Humboldt's the next big Wicker Park project they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, and Humboldt still has some issues, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more next week, uh, and I'll research more into these issues, so I'll have tangible <laughs> ones. All I can say right now is I've heard gunshots from my house, uh, which is always fun. Uh, it's exciting, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, gentrification in Chicago specifically is a huge problem. Uh, in high school, we used to go down to Pilsen and get uh, talks from residents in Pilsen of like, yes, that's when I learned what the word gentrification was. They're like, it is a big problem here, specifically of like, we're losing our culture because people are just moving in and just erasing it of people yeah. who have been here for decades.
1: I, um, when I first moved to Chicago, I would like was couch surfing, I stayed with um some people who lived in Pilsen and yeah, it's like parts of it are like, you can tell like this is a Latino neighborhood and Mm -hmm. like, and then, yeah, then you would have these just like random little pockets of like, you know, trying to be Wicker Park shit. And it's like,
0: Humboldt's like that. where like uh, a house that I lived by used to be infested by feral cats. Uh, they were, (laughs) I remember my neighbor told me they pulled out 68 cats, uh, from there. Uh, and that house was abandoned, obviously, um, with all the cats back there. But that house, despite the condition it was in, because it was in Prime Humboldt Park location, still sold for $300,000. Jesus. Which is insane. Um, and then they just rehabbed it, and they were able to sell it, and they probably make $2,000 a month off rent
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> t-
0: per apartment in there. So it's... <clears throat> It's happening. And we'll talk about it next Yeah, 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 Now yeah. can I transition to now what you we can, were talking now about? Now you have
1: my permission to okay. transition. Cool. Uh,
0: so we are now talking about the uh, environment. And the first thing we want to talk about uh, specifically is about the, the – capitalist uh, impact uh, yeah um, we're
1: not really here to talk about like the science of like climate change we're here to tell you why specifically capitalism is making climate change such a big problem and mm-hmm. then we'll tell you specifically why socialism will help us solve that problem mm-hmm.
0: exactly um there is a movie coming out that i saw a trailer running before uh, parasite called dark waters mm-hmm. that stars mark ruffalo about a town where DuPont chemical um, poisoned the water supply um, just by dumping chemicals into the river, uh, and seventy thousand people were potentially affected by uh, uh, by chemicals in the water. So, and that's just a Hollywood version of it. If you want the real version, you can go ahead and look at Flint, Michigan, uh, yeah. as far as a place that has just been <laughs> neglected entirely.
1: Um, what <laughs> it's always interesting, like talking to liberals who like really. I idealize Obama and especially now that we have Trump and they all just like really want to go back to the Obama days. And I'm like, there's video of when Obama went to Flint and this was a devastated community. Um, And if you watch, I I think I've mentioned this on the show before, maybe on the episode that got lost, but the, the, Michael Moore documentary Fahrenheit 119 about like Trump's election and what like led up to that. Um he shows footage from Flint and all of the this community that's just been like truly devastated. These children that are like suffering, um that are being poisoned and how obama came to speak with some people in the community and everyone was so excited because like this was their black president you know it was a very black community um they thought that he was going to come and like help them fix it and he literally got up there and was like hey guys it's fine and like took a a glass of tap water and like pretended to drink it like he like barely it barely touched his lips and he was like see it's fine and i was like barry like watch that and tell me we need to go back to the Obama days. <laughs> like, yeah
0: it's <clears throat> going back is something we we cannot do only because we know so much more now. specifically, I think a lot of people have gotten more aware of what's happening because of Trump if there's I don't want to say if there's anything good to come of it, but a lot of people are more politically active because of it
1: well, yeah, and I mean I know I am like I It was it was the realization that I didn't know half of what I thought I knew Mm -hmm. and then realizing that I was going to have to actually like do some research. Um, And I probably I mean, I think my principles have always aligned with the left and I probably would have ended up here eventually. But like it definitely sped the process along like I was already kind of like moving towards socialism. But after the election, I was like, holy shit, I don't know anything about this country and what's Mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. And yeah, like this is this is what's happening. Corporations are literally poisoning people and our presidents are saying, hey, water's fine. Get over it,
0: which is absurd. It's and and it goes bigger than that. It goes bigger than water. It's what we like. And it's bigger than just this country, too, because there's a lot going on as well. In countries like China and India, who are developing so rapidly, mm-hmm. of like you can't develop that rapidly without cutting some environmental corners, as we've yeah. seen in America. America is just better at hiding it from the public eye, yeah. Because we still do this shit. We still do awful things, and I'm oh, like, hopefully, I, I'm I've been learning more about compliance of mm-hmm. like w- what that means as far as supply chain compliance, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily what the, the the job I'm hopefully going to get. <laughs> uh, it does, but. Uh, upon like just researching more about that is there are a lot of laws you have to go through to ensure that your supply chain is free of environmental waste, uh, how much wastewater you're using, um, what laws you're adhering to, making sure you're not dumping chemicals in there, and not just you, but anyone in your supply chain. Right. But uh, watching those videos of seeing that is it's it's so ripe for corruption of being able to just look the other way because all it really takes is one compliance officer to say it's fine and then move it forward and then you can fudge numbers or you can retest. That's the thing of when compliance people come out to test these factories and stuff, they can retest if they fail. Well, so in they just Flint, keep retesting. Michigan, they
1: were literally false they were like testing children to see if they were lead poisoned and and
0: falsify the information.
1: Yeah, and people were literally being told like if it's a dangerous number you need to change it and just put down on the record something else. Like I um a couple of months ago, I read the book uh, Dark Money by Jane Mayer, which is, like, kind of about um, the Koch brothers and, like, their kind of network of billionaires that kind of run the the Republican Party, you know, mm-hmm. from the shadows, I guess, um, with their donations and shit. And, and there's, like, a pretty comprehensive history of the Koch brothers and their business dealings. And they literally, like... They, there are towns in West Virginia that were basically just dumping grounds for yeah. pollutive materials. Um, there was one part where they were, she was describing like a town in West Virginia that had, where, um, I think like one of Charles Koch's companies was like getting rid of mercury and like, children would, like, go outside and, like, play with the puddles of mercury that were just in their backyards, like... And the, Yeah,
0: that's where the problem becomes evident of capitalism is the value is placed on how much shareholder benefit we can do, how much money we can make versus yeah. shit like that happening. Because it's so easy to just look the other way. The the guy I was referring to earlier, the guy who's the subject of uh, Dark Waters, his name's Rob Billet, uh, he worked for a big uh law firm he's a lawyer who worked for a law firm that that represented dupont um in court when stuff like this happened and the reason he flipped is because a cattle farmer called him and said 70 something of my cattle died (sighs) like they keep dying because they're drinking the water i don't know what's happening and the guy visits the town and in the trailer he's like driving by in a car and he sees a little girl riding a bike and she smiles and her teeth are all black yeah. From the drinking water, and it's just <clears throat> the DuPont chemical spill. They ended up paying out six uh, six hundred and seventy one million dollars uh, to the town because it was uh, they were dumping chemicals they used to make Teflon into the drinking supply.
1: Yeah, it's truly, truly harrowing stuff. Um, and like, this is this is what happens in rural America. Like nobody's paying attention to West Virginia. Like no one really cares what's happening there and of course it's not just like these communities are affected like immediately and very intensely but also the entire planet is being affected by the same Uh practices on like a larger scale Uh and it's just as long as the companies are making money nobody is gonna look into it Nobody really cares. And, and or like people care, but the people who are in power don't care.
0: Don't care. And I think the, the common denominator in this, in Flint, in West Virginia, is that these are poor areas. Yeah. It's poor people being taken advantage of because they can't fight it. They can't fight back because when you start fighting back, you're you're kind of in a way, biting the hand that feeds because these big employers come in and kind of own the area. Yeah. Because everyone works there. No one wants to see them shut down because of how many people would lose their job. And that's, we'll get to in the second half of the episode about Bernie's Green New Deal with uh, yeah. kind of replacing those jobs. But that's the thing. They control these towns so much of the entire town is dependent on these big factories that are going to go around back and poison them anyway. But that's the biggest employer in town. That's the biggest dog in town. They, they have to work there. yeah to survive
1: yeah that's and that's something that like a lot of when people talk about climate change like they don't really understand how many other factors kind of intersect here and why it really is a capitalism problem not just a like you know using tote bags and and metal straws problem like that stuff is it's a tiny band-aid over like a neck with the head chopped off like yeah that's people we see this all the time the people who are in power the people who are rich the people who run these corporations they will find a way to tell you that this is your fault and your problem to fix when it's not like i don't work for ExxonMobil. Mm-hmm. i'm not dumping oil into the ocean i'm not yeah, you know, you're
0: not BP who like uh, BP, who it's the Gulf of Mexico is still fucked from all that shit happening way back almost 10 15 years ago now of the BP oil spill, how huge that was of. And yeah. I, I mean, the, the response was, we're sorry, we'll fix it. Like, how, how can you trust the people who did it to fix the problem that they caused? Exactly. It, it, there is no answer. There's there's no... I'm just reading more about... As we're talking, I'm reading more about the DuPont case. There were 3,550 personal injury lawsuits that stemmed from the chemical spill, specifically. And and they resolved all of them through just throwing money at it. Yeah, and they have
1: the money the to money do that. To pay you off and not change anything. And, and that's why, like... I don't know. I get, like, really irritated with people who are like i don't know on their high horse about like not using plastic straws or like whatever it's or it, it just it doesn't matter like the the most impactful thing you can do is honestly to be vegan or at least vegetarian because cattle farming is like one of the biggest contributors to climate change but like even that is just a drop in the bucket compared to these fucking fossil fuel companies that are, one, poisoning communities and poisoning the planet. And, mm-hmm. two, like, just behaving recklessly in ways that are l- leading the environment to fucking collapse. It's just,
0: yeah. For, from a company's point of view, from a large corporation that is, let's take Ford, for example, like the car company, um, why would they, if they're making money, why would they invest money and spend money to go look at more environmental-friendly solutions um, right now when there is no um, there's no recourse for what's going on now with just how many cars are out there right now? It's specifically, I think of Los Angeles. Of Los Angeles is the way it is, traffic-wise, car-wise, etc., because the Ford Motor Company came in uh, and blocked any public transit uh, legislation yeah. going through. So that's why L.A. is a fucking clusterfuck all the time. And it's still now, I mean, L.A. traffic is notoriously bad. But, I mean, Chicago traffic, notoriously bad. New York traffic, notoriously bad. It's just the amount of people living there, we all depend on vehicles. I mean, I'm a car driver. I own a car. I feel bad every day. Like, you know, yeah. getting old, <laughs> but it's But, again, it's, like, it, it's, it's, it's nice to be personally accountable, like you're saying, of using metal straws or, or you know, n- using recyclable water bottles. That's but diff- that's all for your own change.
1: ego. Like That's also you can feel better about yourself at night. That mm-hmm. has n- really no effect exactly. on the world and at it's, large. It's
0: not on you to do that. It's saying you should be doing those things because that's, that's something that we all should be looking to be more sustainable. You should be doing those things. But then again, it is not your fault. You are not the main cause of all these issues. I mean,
1: I mean if you really want to do something for the environment – Pipe bomb Exxon Mobile headquarters.
0: I did not endorse that. Uh,
1: <laughs> I did not endorse that. Start assassinating CEOs. Yikes!
0: Come on. I'm doing I'm irony. The, I'm in the job interview process. Please cut me some fucking slack. Uh, I just need, I, although it would be really cool to know that somebody listened to this if they bring it up in a job interview of like,
1: so talk to me more about what- All <laughs> views are that I state are my own. Good. Spencer and I have clearly established on many occasions that we don't agree on everything, not which not everything. is a good- which is good yeah. because, y- yeah. you know, if you agree with one of us and not the other, then you're validated in knowing you can still be a leftist. Exactly. You don't have to, you know.
0: Yeah. And it gives us more content, which it's all about <laughs> content. Anyway. Ugh. But, I mean, it, it is. There's that big thing. And and don't think for a second that it's not the bigger corporations that are pushing these things of making people try to feel more accountable. It's like every time fucking an oil spill happens and then there's a $400 million marketing campaign apologizing for it. It's there is money at play to apologize, but what you're getting apologized to for is not changing. It's <laughs> there, there's no difference. It's do you think BP's maybe there's more safety measures around so we don't have another horizon? Uh, what was it? Horizon, why am I thinking Horizon Zero Dawn? <laughs> but, uh, uh, that Mark Wahlberg movie.
1: I don't. I've never the, seen a Mark Wahlberg movie. Come on, there's some good ones. Oh wait, no, I've seen Boogie Nights. Yep, yeah, right
0: there we go. Um, there's that one movie of the oil spill. The oil rig exploded. Uh, whatever. Long story short, uh, is that. There are maybe more safety measures in place, but that's more safety measures in place to ensure that that amount of money isn't lost again. It's not for any environmental impact. They're not doing it because they suddenly got a conscience about what's going on. One of the most guilty things I've ever done in my life (laughs) uh, is I went to a Cubs game in nice seats with a friend. Um, This was a long time ago, so if there's anyone listening that's like, wait, we went to a Cubs game. Uh, (laughs) No, this was years ago. Uh, But... I was like, whoa, these are nice seats. You said, like, your your dad got these? And she's like, yeah, he's a lawyer for BP. Ooh. And I was like, no. <laughs> I remember feeling so bad. I was still in college, so I wasn't, like, woke yet, yeah, like, yeah, fully, yeah. like, as as I am now. But I still remember feeling guilty of being like, boy, like, this was paid for. <laughs> badly like i don't like why i'm here like i don't consider
1: it your reparations for having to die early because of climate change exactly
0: at least i enjoyed a nice <laughs> game at the ballpark uh, but there's these things i mean that go in um if we can talk a, a little bit uh last year or was it two years ago maybe it was in 2016 no it wasn't in 2016 it was in 2018 so it was last year uh, the measure on the ballot for uh, banning plastic straws. Yeah, because
1: I got in some fights with people here over that.
0: I got in a couple fights, too. So my take on it was not as much environmental of being like, you know, like, no, it's not your fault. Uh, well, People
1: with disabilities need straws. Bam. That yeah. was my no. That's yeah. why I
0: voted no on it. Um was because I thought that it's a very blanket statement for mm-hmm. it's a very privileged statement to mm-hmm. say no more plastic straws. When you don't think about there's people who need that of like, yes, we don't need plastic straws in every single thing that we consume as able bodied people. Um, but there are people out there who do need that. And if there's something if we were to just blanket ban all that shit that's trying to do that's taking away. I don't want to say personal liberties or freedom because it's fucking straws um but like that's something of we're making sacrifices as a as a proletariat for the benefit of a, a bourgeois class yeah. um, of, of being like that, they're not going to get any fucking effect like that anymore either. Cause if you don't think in the fucking BP cafeteria, there's fucking plastic straws everywhere, <laughs> uh, you're an idiot. Uh, like, and even if there's not, if you think that matters, it doesn't. Um, I, I'm with you on that where, where stuff like that doesn't matter in the long run. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I, I like, did get in a few fights with some liberals over that because i was really campaigning like on social media like i know this sounds like a good thing but please vote no on it it's going to cause a lot more trouble than it is going to do anything like the only point of this bill is to make you feel better about yourself and to like yeah so you can be like "Well, well i voted to ban plastic straws like it's not going to fucking change a goddamn thing. It's not mm. going to change a fucking thing and all you're doing is making life harder for some people who like need this. Um
0: and that's the kind of point we're at with environmentalism. There is environmentalism is in the pop popular culture now. It is it is
1: Well, yeah, people don't really deny climate change anymore unless you're like my mom. I mean, there are <laughs>
0: people who do. Yeah, there's
1: like a few people, a few crazies, but like anyone who's like like even Republicans like I mean, look at all the rich people who are investing all their money into space travel, like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. Like those guys know that this isn't lasting much longer. They're looking for a way to get themselves and the other rich people out where they'll survive and leave the rest of us to
0: die. And that's the thing that's so crazy about people going so nuts about like Virgin Galactic and Elon Musk and uh, SpaceX and shit like that. It's just like the billionaire thing. It's like, you have a point zero zero three eight chance of that being you ever. Yeah, it's Elon like,
1: Musk is not inviting you onto his fucking moon no, colony. Like, not at all. Like, it's no matter
0: how much you like the guy, and yes- He did promise to donate a million trees to that Save the Trees Foundation or whatever. Okay. like It's like, that's the thing of like- You literally make cars. It's like, what if? Uh, Yeah. Like, (laughs) what if instead? And he does make electric cars, but there are certain- um, We're not quite there yet with electric cars where there's a lot of environmental damage that goes into making the batteries that go into those too. Yeah. Of you gotta think of the whole thing, and that's I'm looking up the, the one person that comes to mind is is Greta Thunberg, mm-hmm. um, the the kind of the symbol um, of younger yeah, Gen Z girl. political activism. <laughs> it sucks. Like, what it, the treatment of her sucks.
1: Yeah, I I feel it's bad on both sides because one, you have the conservatives just, like, absolutely tearing her apart. And two, you have the liberals, like, treating her like some fucking, like...
0: Hiding behind a 16-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Just,
1: just, like, being like, yes, queen! And yeah. it's like, none of you are doing a goddamn thing. It's you're like, taking tote bags to the grocery store and doing nothing else. Like, shut up. It's the thing of, like...
0: No small action will go unappreciated and from my point of view when it comes to sure. environmentalism. Like, it's great that people are doing that. It's great that you're using metal straws. All that's great. Greta just this week, um, yesterday actually, um, uh, declined a $51,000 award for her activism saying, shut the fuck up. That's not what we need. We need yeah. political action. Yeah. Uh, and everyone's calling her a crybaby or a whiny teenager from her speech at the UN. But it's like, no, I mean, she's right. That's, That's the kind of shit we need to be doing.
1: I always I always get really pissed off when like people get mad about like babies crying in public or like kids being annoying in public. I'm like none of these little humans are going to live full lives, so just be nice to them. No. Just let the baby cry because it's going to be dead when it's our age. Yeah. Like, Her- and, I mean, I don't I don't love being thinking like that, but it's It's
0: cynical, but When
1: I talk to or like I mean, I don't personally know any environmental scientists, but I I have, like, this really morbid obsession with kind of, like, finding things from environmental scientists, like, on social media, on Reddit a lot, I find a lot of this stuff. And, like, most of them, when they're being honest and they're, like, anonymous online, they're like, I want to die every day. Like, this is so... It's got to be depressing. Someone on Reddit posted like a map of that. They had just researched of like, if things continue how they are, um, how much of the United States will still be inhabitable 20 years from now. It's like just the North, like over 50, we're good, baby, we're glacial territory. We've <laughs> over got 50% it. of the United States in 20 years will be too hot to sustain like human life. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and, like, if you think, if you're like, if you live in Chicago like us and you think you're going to be good, no, 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 no. Every rich person who lives south of you or like between you and the equator is going to move up to where it's colder and they're going to drive prices up and you're not going to be able to afford to live in Chicago anymore. And
0: that drives into next week's episode, too, which we'll talk about is yeah, when why tha- we
1: need, we when need that's gonna rights start for tenants mm-hmm. because if you don't have rent control like cuz bernie is campaigning on universal or like federal rent control if you don't have that then and this is why like the environment and climate change intersects with like so many different other issues economic issues here because yeah you're going to get displaced from your home and people who live in countries south of us or like closer to the equator than us mm-hmm. they're going to be they're gonna be ransacked by hurricanes their territory is gonna be too hot to live in they're gonna be trying to find another place to live
0: I mean it's already happening uh, my my family uh, during they winter my parents uh, live in Florida uh, for nine months out of the year or whatever because they're they're old and yeah. they went to Florida they did the Florida thing um but I've I've lived through hurricane season down there it's crazy and it's gotten worse every year mm-hmm. it used to be maybe one uh one out of like every six hurricanes would be considered like very very dangerous it seems like we're setting records every single time i think it was hurricane harvey maybe um or florence or maybe one of them where my parents actually stayed in their house despite being ordered to evacuate oh idiots my God. i was so mad at <laughs> oh, them no. my sister was so pissed at them um i was like you guys are dumb like it's like you you're not smarter than a hurricane like you know it's dangerous they had to like hide in closets for like two or three days um just to make sure that like that's how bad it is down there and it's not like my parents are like not well off you know like they are in a fortunate situation and they still were fucked by that hurricane and they get fucked every year it because it's home ownership too is another thing like you say you say well you know if you want to protect yourself from getting fucked by landlords just own property you know everyone says uh, invest in property that's the easiest yeah, way and yeah. it's like great oh yeah, yeah i'll one, just do that then yeah, I'll go <laughs> buy a fucking house like it's one that's getting harder and harder to do and two you don't think about what if you do buy a house in Florida and then the environment fucks you like that? You know how expensive it is to replace a whole roof if it gets ripped off? Or even if it gets damaged enough to leak. That's a, not a couple thousand dollars. That's like tens of thousands of dollars to replace an entire roof. And that happens every year yeah. in Florida, in Puerto Rico. Puerto, Rico's Puerto Rico is still not yeah. okay.
1: It's, look God, at, it's, it's like truly Places are already becoming uninhabitable due to climate change. That's not a thing that's on the horizon. That's not a thing that we need to, like, worry about happening. It's already happening.
0: And that's the one. It's here. It's one thing I can unironically agree with Yang is that one of Yang's things is that it's too late for the environment. We're already fucked. Uh, with saying it in much more political words. But I remember in the second debate, I believe, either the first or second one, essentially they asked him about the environment. He's like, look, it's too late. We're about 20 years behind the gate on this. Uh, Like, if we're going to do stuff, it needs to be drastic. And, like, the thing we should should worry about, that's where he comes in on automation being more, like, taking jobs. AI taking jobs is more important because he's like, we're already fucked on the environment. We should start preparing for us being fucked because we are. And that's where it's something like the Green New Deal, which we'll get into because we've got less than 20 minutes left. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so we'll get into the Green New Deal of we do need radical sweeping legislation right. that will because curb this shit.
1: We can salvage what we have left, um, but we have to admit that some of this planet is already gone it's fucked like some of it is gone and and we're real quick like you'll be seeing a lot of eco fascism coming up the same people who were telling you 10 years ago that climate change was a myth are now going to start saying and they're already starting to say that like Uh, oh well it's real but there's nothing we can do so let's build strong borders we won't let any refugees from countries that are destroyed come in we've got to protect our land for us and they'll basically all the rich people will invest into space travel and the semi-rich people who like can't quite make it to space are going to move up north and Mm -hmm. displace everyone and poor people are going to start dying off in the streets like that's where we're at right now um but there is not we, – if we're being realistic, there's not hope of recovering we can't the planet the we once had. That's yeah. not going to happen. But we can kind of salvage what we have left before that, like, really dark future goes. But it's like the fucking – I mean, this is like the moment in the movie where – Dennis Quaid in the, the <laughs> you're, day you're after You're staring tomorrow. down – the big army and your reinforcements haven't arrived yet and it feels like you're going to get your ass kicked. If you're about to
0: say Bernie's Gandalf on the hill, fuck yeah.
1: It's (laughs) fuck yeah.
0: It's Gandalf coming over the hill going like, I have a plan.
1: (laughs) It's like either the big thing happens and we have an epic battle and maybe we make it out. Okay. Or we're going to get our asses kicked. And that's why like, Not to get, like, too personal, but, like, I recently went through a couple of months where I was, like, genuinely suicidal, and it wasn't because of, like, my own personal life. It was thinking about and reading about climate change Mm -hmm. and reading about how horrible our lives are going to become if this huge thing doesn't happen now, which is why I literally still am, like, if we get another, another term of Trump, like... I'm I'm making plans, like I'm I'm making plans to square my business away because I don't want to be here yeah. when shit gets I'm, gets really nasty. I don't want to be here for that.
0: I got to do Second City Conservatory so I can get a job at Second City Toronto. That's my plan. <laughs> if if Trump, uh, I will sign up for Conservatory if Trump wins.
1: <laughs> Spencer's signing up for Conservatory. I'm writing a will and jumping <laughs> off a building. Two different
0: paths, <laughs> similar endings. But
1: let's talk about. The Green New Deal, specifically Bernie's Green New Deal, because when we say Green New Deal, a lot of people are using that term um, for different ideas of how we address climate change. One
0: thing you can help clear up for me immediately, is Bernie's Green New Deal the same thing as AOC's Green New Deal?
1: Um, AOC's, I, I'm not 100% on this, but I believe AOC's was just kind of like a list of goals, like mm-hmm. things we should shoot for. It wasn't like specific policy Um, Bernie kind of his Green New Deal is so long. Like if you get the chance to go to his website and read it, I absolutely recommend it because I I learned so much um, and was so impressed by it. But it's very long because there's a lot of points to address and and. Like we said last week, like Bernie's plans, like they're specific. Mm-hmm. They tell you exactly what we're going to do. They give you numbers. They tell you where the money's coming from. There's
0: no vagueness like Elizabeth Warren's. That's yeah. something we talked extensively last week of of saying there's a lot of niceties and we compared them to recipes where Bernie says, like, turn the oven to 325. Put yeah. this in there. Whereas Elizabeth Warren's is like, my kids and I grew up eating this every <laughs> single day. Like, fuck that. But, uh Specifically, this is something where I, I have a lot of political talks with my dad, who is a Buttigieg uh, Biden supporter. Yeah. Uh, he likes the two of them, which is already a huge accomplishment for Yeah, better for Trump, better than
1: the right. Than Trump,
0: which he voted for in 2016, which we've said several times. I've, I've already won. <laughs> Anything after this is a bonus. And, yeah, in yeah. my opinion, he, he texted me the other day, I'm registering Democrat for the first time in hey. my life. And I was like, sick. Uh, He's like his breaking point was when the Republicans tried to storm the hearing, the impeachment uh, hearing when they tried to break in, where he's like, that's just immature and childish. I was like, thanks for fucking waking up. Like, uh, but we talk about it and he doesn't like Bernie because he's like, Bernie's a radical. And I was like, but that's what we need. I was like, FDR was a radical. I was like, we need an FDR like figure who's going to put sweeping changes in because we are so hooked on a system that's going to kill us. I was like, we no longer need to crush everyone around us. We need to become the superpower that will lead everyone into saving the fucking planet. And that's why we need Mm -hmm. someone a la Bernie Sanders. Uh, Not even someone like Bernie Sanders. We need Bernie Sanders to come in and to fix us in a way. And I think Green New Deal is the absolutely appropriate thing because a new deal is exactly what we need. We need...
1: Right. It's smart to kind of evoke that, like, idea. It's exactly Um, what it's
0: evoking, I agree. And,
1: like... Bernie's plan has the highest rating from Greenpeace. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very expensive. But again, he has notes on how that's going to be covered, mostly by, you know, freaking taxing billionaires. But also um, what I really love about Bernie's plan is that it understands all these intersections that we were talking about before. Bernie's Green New Deal has provisions in place for working class people who are going to lose their jobs when fossil fuel industries are like, you know, told they can't operate anymore. Like everyone who works under fossil fuels is getting, I I think it was like maybe as much as five years salary and they, you know, there will be Medicare for all. So they'll be covered and there's retrainings too. Yes, right? there's training they will have free training if they decide to go into a different industry or a different, you know, because, job field. Yeah.
0: A lot of his plan involves replacing coal, replacing shale, of mm-hmm. uh, replacing fracking jobs with more environmentally friendly deals and because we're gonna be investing so much money into these these new sectors of of uh production.
1: Yeah, and his his plan I believe creates like an insane, was it like 20 million new jobs or like something like insane, like so many new jobs are going to be created as we're, you know, moving into electricity, we're moving into conservation, all of this stuff. And, and his in the, the policy is like a guarantee that these will be like good paying union jobs. Um, And when more people are employed, like, he's creating more jobs than he's eliminating, and when more working-class people are employed, they're paying more taxes, they're engaging in our stupid capitalist economy more. Like, at the end of the day, like, the plan pays for itself.
0: The idea would be to replace these giant DuPont chemical factories with something that is more sustainable, that has the same amount of impact uh, in, in the uh, local communities, um, uh, in these smaller communities, specifically in Appalachia, where coal mining is so prevalent and uh, the coal miners that's the thing is i think the coal industry is while the the specific workers is they've been lied to by trump constantly over and over again about how safe their jobs are how much investing we're going to do in it and that's the thing of like we cannot continue down that path because i think we're lying to them if we say that this is something we can sustainably do forever yeah uh, we need to because not only is it dangerous for their own health it's dangerous for again The entire planet. But it's yeah, it's it's those retrainings and it's even getting into tech jobs. It's like getting them into coding jobs. I mean, look at the the money mart as a graduate of a coding boot camp. Like, look at the just factory that is pumping people out from going from nobody's into coding and programmers. It's that's what we're going to go. We're switching the economy more over to something that is more sustainable as the country gets different and ai is happening ai will happen it's whether or not we're going to you know use ai to replace people and then not pay people anymore or use ai as something to open people up to being able to do different jobs and to be able to you know not have to work 12 13 hour shifts because we have automation that's the question
1: literally like my dream is is just like a nice union job, like planting trees or something like this. Like I would love one of these green new deal jobs. Yeah. Like that's that is the, the ideal country. future to me. Yeah. Like yeah, give me a simple union job, planting trees or cleaning trash out of the river. Like that's that's all I want. I know the one thing that I really wanted us to at least touch on, um, is kind of i mean this is a global thing this isn't just an america problem uh-huh. like this is a universe problem like
0: we mentioned that you have to factor in rapidly industrializing countries like china like india
1: yes and we exactly that's what i wanted to talk about it was not just that but we have smaller countries that were now kind of being like oh well you can't industrialize like we did because you know It's too late now, so sorry that we got to do all of this. Which is a form of imperialism in a way. Yeah, but now we're actually changing our minds and we're doing things a little different now, so you're going to have to stay the way you are. Like That is also a potential problem, Mm -hmm. um, which a country like us that it has already industrialized Mm -hmm. is going to inflict on the rest of the world, and Bernie's plan is also the only plan... It doesn't really have much to say on that, but it does have something to say. Whereas no one else's plan really is taking much, uh, taking that point into consideration. Um, Bernie's at least has some language about climate justice for smaller countries that are trying to industrialize. Like we need to pay our debt to them, mm-hmm. um, because we be we're a- destroying their planet too. Mm-hmm. And now telling them that they can't benefit economically in the ways that we are. Like, no, we have a responsibility to these smaller countries to help them um, develop in ways that are economically sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that is, yeah, that's a a responsibility that we have. We don't get to just change our minds and tell everyone else they have to do things this way now.
0: Yeah. Part of the, the Green New Deal, if I'm not wrong, is to immediately join the Paris Climate Accords.
1: Yeah, Um, which is, like, a very low effort, minimal...
0: Extremely low effort, especially when you consider who's in it, uh, of, like, (laughs) there's still problems, um, but I think rejoining it and becoming, not only just rejoining it and becoming a late comer to the party, but being the cool guy at the party who, like, refreshes the beer, being like, (laughs) we're doing it, like, watch us, see what we can do, like, part of the plan... And where my my dad is, who I'm always going to use as the, the, the person, the, <laughs> the the boomer age person who is still convertible at this point yeah. into a more, uh, you know, more aligned with with how I I feel. Um, it's just, again, that's my test subject on a lot of my theories, <laughs> but, uh, part of his problem is he's like, but it's going to take so long. It's like, yeah, it is. Like, mm-hmm. he's like his problem with a lot of Elizabeth Warren's plans are like, but all her plans say it's going to take 10 years. It's like, we need change now. It's like, but here's yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. I the, mean, he ain't wrong. Sh- he, you're not wrong first two, uh, the green new deal is a 10 year plan that, and if you do basic math, yang gang, um, <laughs> uh, that's going to take longer than, any two-term president coming up, uh, d- no matter who it is. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, it is going to take time. And I think people need to know that we're not going to overnight go to sustain- or uh, sourcing 100% green electricity. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, but we do need to start now. Mm-hmm. We needed to start 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, but it- it's one thing that time is going to be a factor in this, which sucks, because time is not on our side on this. And that's why... Um, as we were talking last week, our number one and two issues: one, healthcare; two, uh, environmentalism. At least yeah. mine. I know you're close, if not similar. Yeah,
1: I would say they're they're both my number one. Yeah. Climate change and healthcare. Like- because
0: they are such long term plays. It's not defeating Trump. Defeating Trump is not the number one priority. Yes, it's a huge priority, um, but it's we need to put someone in there who will not only defeat Trump but start us down this path of uh, again. Saving the planet, well, saving it's the country. Well, the difference
1: between looking at the material conditions we live in and focusing on how to improve practically and real, like, in real life, improve those material conditions for them and just, like, focusing on, like, the figurehead in government mm-hmm. who, like, represents us. Like, I don't, I don't care about, I mean, I know we all think that Emperor Cheeto is tacky and, and annoying and, like, whatever, I agree, but, like... I don't care about that. I care about his policies. It's I his care policies about the things he's doing. The like,
0: institution he's brought in, having people like Rick Perry as the head of the EPA, even though he's not anymore, but replacing him with former oil executives.
1: It's exactly. People like, who uh, don't
0: give a shit.
1: Think we should be thinking about material problems and coming up with material solutions. That is the role of a government. Mm-hmm. Like That is the point. Um, and hyper-focusing on personalities is a waste of everyone's time. Um, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't care mm-hmm. how anyone talks or how they look. Like, show me what problems they see and what their plans are to fix them. It's
0: the coalition that's coming along with Bernie Sanders that is the strongest factor for me in supporting Bernie of I know... It's not just him. It's the entire movement behind him. It's his supporters. It's the people that like him. It's the people he'll put in place. Well, That's yeah, what the I people trust. People who are
1: behind Bernie are not behind him for personality yeah. or because he's, I don't know, pretty or whatever. Like He's
0: pretty as hell. Though.
1: <laughs> Did you see that quote where he was like... Politics should not be, like, a beauty contest, although if it was, I would win. <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh, I was like, Uncle Bernie. We love it. <laughs> um, no, like, the people who are behind Bernie are behind Bernie because of the policies that he's been advocating for his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not... People... <sighs> people who are behind i hate to say it no i don't i love to say it the people who are behind warren are mostly there for personality it's a personality like i've said before they want to elect hermione they want to elect lisa simpson Mm -hmm. like that's what they're focused on like i would encourage you to not waste one second of your life caring about someone's personality um it doesn't matter at all compared to Yeah. What problems they see and what their plans are to materially, practically in real life address those problems.
0: And it goes back to the time thing. You need to elect someone who is going to start that 10 year change of someone who's going to start that ball rolling and that you're going to trust the people they put in place with them and the people who will follow after them um, will be in line with those plans to continue it forward because these plans need to go off flawlessly yeah, in order and again, to save us.
1: Bernie doesn't owe anyone any favors, which he doesn't is owe- why he's going to be the best person to trust to put together an administration mm-hmm. because either, even Warren, even though she's not for this campaign taking corporate donations, she has been beholden to corporations in the recent past mm-hmm. and she does, like, Have people that she's beholden to. Bernie does not. He does not owe any corporations or any rich people any favors. No one has any influence over him. So you know that the administration that he puts in place is going to be the best people for the job.
0: It's going to, yeah, it's going to be full of people who are fully qualified. There's not nepotism involved in it, which is this administration is riddled with nepotism. Um, It's going to be about, again, not who you know, it's who's the best for the job. And I would love Jay Inslee as somebody to come in as uh, as as- Daddy as Inslee,
1: I miss Daddy him. Daddy Inslee,
0: I miss him too. He was the big, uh, if, if that name is ringing a bell, he's the governor, former governor of Washington. Former or current?
1: I don't know. Whatever.
0: Um, but we'll we'll get there i'll research it um but jay Inslee, who at some point was in the governor's mansion in my in, silver in fox
1: with the cool glasses cool
0: guy um, but he was the big environmental activist in there and he agreed with bernie on a lot of points he's someone that i could see as somebody coming in uh to an a uh, role of head of the EPA. anyone yeah anyone trust.
1: who doesn't put jay insley in their administration is an idiot exactly jay
0: insley is a, a solid pick for that because again we're at the point where we are putting in former oil execs. We're putting in fucking Rick Perry, who is just – that's just a job for – that was like your dumb cousin or whatever, which is me in this situation, <laughs> as the dumb cousin who's applying for a job when your cousin works. <laughs> um, but that's just – it. again, that just screamed – just filling the role that's like putting fucking what's his face ben carson in charge of uh, (laughs) uh, anything whatever the fuck he was in charge of uh, what was it uh housing housing yeah department of housing uh which is just supremely unqualified people uh, who are in there solely because of what they did during the campaigns, the money they threw around, or the people they know? Like people, for sure, in this cabinet, uh, in this administration, bought their position. For sure. just look at fucking Linda McMahon, yeah, uh, yeah. Vince McMahon's wife. There's no way she didn't buy into that. How the fuck is the owner, uh, the part owner of a billion-dollar corporation, which is World Wrestling Entertainment? Shout out! <laughs> I'm a bad person. I watched Crown Jewel live from Saudi Arabia. I really regret it. Um, hey.
1: Like I said, there is no consump- ethical consumption under capitalism. I know, but if I still If it makes feel you bad. feel less black-pilled for a moment of your life, I say go for it.
0: There was the first women's wrestling match ever in Saudi Arabia on the card. It was cool, <laughs> but they had to dress in uh, all long sleeves, and they had to wear T-shirts over their, uh, their body suits. Okay. Um, because well, you can't see any sort of female form, <laughs> uh, which was insane, uh, which I can spend a whole hour talking about. But... Um, long story short is we are fucked uh, and we <laughs> and
1: we're gonna die. and yeah, we're depressed. Exactly, and what's we're gonna fucked. happen? We're oh wait. Hour, your your list of politicians you stand is Beto Yang and Bernie.
0: I think Uh, Bernie, Beto, Yang. Sorry, Bernie. First, please.
1: I think mine is uh, Bernie, Rashida Tlaib, and Jay Inslee. Yeah, I'd say that's mine.
0: Yang is the only one that I'm that that is a questionable one. I think I would stand AOC. Yang is just funny to. It's funny. It's just
1: funny to say Yang Gang. Yang Gang's His entire his entire campaign is just ridiculous. It's a farce. He's
0: got one good point for every five bad points, Mm -hmm. uh, in my opinion. But and. It's just, again, if we're talking personality, uh, I just like Beto's personality. (laughs) He's a good guy. And I know I've switched from saying Beto to Beto uh, every single time I've said it, but...
1: I don't care. Big
0: uh, Yeah.
1: Anyway, Are you really using him as his band as our outro music? Because yeah! I was listening to. Yeah. I, <laughs> I finally I listened to our episodes because I hate listening to myself. But I finally listened because I was like, I should know what's working and what's not. And yeah. I heard the outro music. I was like, is that really Beto's band? Isn't it good? <laughs> oh isn't it like, surprisingly good? I mean, yeah, it wasn't, uh, I wasn't better than I expected but it's, also... it's <laughs>
0: shockingly good the rest of it's not that good but that song is a fucking jam I used oh it to test God. my new speakers I set up because there's a big old bass line at the beginning which you're probably hearing right now
1: oh we're too irony poisoned I know
0: <laughs> uh, anyway well that is it for this week's episode we will see you next week talking about landlords yeah um, and,
1: oh, oh I'll get to break out my malice talking points I'm woo! so excited and I will you know
0: Play along and you as will much play my
1: can. careful foil to my exactly. I'll, reckless. I'll, I'll temper any
0: any <laughs> murder threats. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, review, uh, follow us
1: on Twitter at KapanonPod. Yeah,
0: and we're now on Spotify officially yeah, too. So bitch. check us out there. I will fix the typo in <laughs> single payer help. Single payer. Single. All right. We'll see you next time. Hey, bye. Week. <laughs>